The following is a fourth-hand production. This is the world of the crystal skulls, which are rumored to come from an ancient people and possess a portal to ancient energies. Crystal skulls became popular with museums and collectors in Europe and the United States in the late 1800s. The problem was, since they couldn't be carbon dated and nobody had ever dug one up in a documented archaeological dig, some were skeptical about these so-called ancient objects. This week we sift through the countless stories and claims there are to get to the bottom of crystal skulls. Are they thousands of years old? Do they have magical powers? Will 13 of them unite to light our darkest hour or is that the Autobot Matrix of Leadership? We answer those questions and more next, on Hysteria 51. They say, I'm disturbed. From city to city an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that already owns numerous crystal skulls. They just happen to be filled with vodka and made by Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> this is Hysteria 51. Did you hear that? Yeah. It's a dick fur. What's a dick fur? To pee with. And one green one that's an alien. Uh, thank you very much, oh, Alien yeah. Head Vodka. True, true. That they didn't send for free, so never mind that. Yeah, <laughs> drop that name out of the show right now. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we're your hosts and head lead paranormal archaeologists, Brent Hand and John Goforth. Good evening. As a duly designated representative of the city, county, and state of New York, I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel dimension. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. We got one heck of a topic tonight, John, and unfortunately, it isn't actually the vodka. The crystal skulls we're talking about have been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Maybe the Spaniards found the skull along with all this other loot. Maybe the Indians. Uh, and that's right, Indy. We, we don't know where they're from or, or, or who put them there, but tonight we try to get to the bottom of it. And I'm sure you'll be just as unsuccessful as you always are. That, that other voice you're hearing is the third host of this show and the only one actively trying to make it worse. Not possible. The one and only <laughs> conspiracy bot. C-Bot is a robot I created in my lab to help research this show, and instead, he just researches different ways to poison us. Who wants punch? I made punch. We're good, Seabot. John, I understand to help us find the truth behind the crystal skulls, we got a guest tonight. And back by popular demand, believe it or not, the one, the only, Joseph Peck. Pecker! Pecker! His name is Pecker. There's a, there's a... Clamoring? I, I, called, I called it a low-level clamoring last time, and it's... It's elevated to, let's say, it's more of a hum, a, a, mur yeah. a murmur, a murmur, yeah. <laughs> or would a murmur be below a clamoring? Yeah. I'm not uh, sure. Where's a stammer? Uh, listeners, please feel free to yeah. Uh, yeah. to comment in. on this. Yeah. yeah, is a murmur below a clamor? So, Joe, uh, we did have you back. We want to talk with you all about crystal skulls. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the most important question that we can get to 
uh, tangentially related to crystal skulls is what is your skull made of? That was literally my prepared like <laughs> uh, like thing to do when you guys introduced me. Son of a gun, John. Well, answer the question. Don't 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 dive around this. Yeah. Don't be a politician about it. Answer I don't the know damn if question. you recall uh, the reptilians episode, but there are times I don't. on this I show drunk. we were wiped. There are times on this show when I like to divert away from directly yeah. answering some of yeah. these these questions. Am I a reptilian? Is my skull made of crystal? Is it right now emitting a low level sonic wave that's going to make both of you feel sick, like at the Cuban embassy? I get that. I avoid a lot of questions myself. Usually with the authorities. <laughs> <laughs> I I am starting to get sick, but I think it's mostly because I'm sitting next to Seabot. It's the BS in here and the oh, Seabot yeah. in here. A little it, bit of both. A little BS. bit of us. That checks out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Seabot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just like you didn't answer the question as to what book you read to put yourself on a CIA watch list. Now, granted, he did send us the link, and I'm actually happy that he didn't because just reading the content, I'm like, no, but don't you feel like afterwards he went and just found a gross CIA watch list book and sent it to us? But it the, in, been. in it reality, been. there was something else going on there. It's like white supremacy and you how to teach your children. <laughs> like, was yeah. literally like the, the gist of the book. Pretty and close. it says on there, like all these people are like, you know, I read this because I had to. That's like this. Thing. Yeah. Like it's obviously taught in so many like colleges and stuff. People it's like, exactly. Yeah. Because I had to, but because I had to. like, they have to quantify why they had to buy this book you know in some way or another but my point is that was all a ruse he was really reading like you know tunnels under dolce 101 yeah 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 well, well it was it was my copy of the necronomicon my original excuse me wow hello hey so brent this week we are talking about crystal skulls uh, and i yes. i think the only place to start is the documentary that we've all seen, and I, I would call the best way to reference it, I think, so you know what we're talking about, the Shia LaBeouf vehicle. La LaBeouf, LaBeouf. Whatever. Kingdom, Shiloh. <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. The greatest Indiana Jones movie, right? I mean, that's just hands out. That's that's a universal thought, right? I mean, I, I refer to it typically as groundbreaking. <laughs> Like when the nuke went off, the ground broke. Yeah. Oh, uh, John, getting literal. Thank you. Because, you know, a nuclear weapon causes a big explosion, which could break up the ground. Well, ground you're, you're, breaking. So, you're so used to explaining your own jokes that you feel the need to explain mine now. <laughs> that's right. I just decided to go with it, dude. I mean, how can you how can you not start out with a, the movie that's got the name of the title? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But it was their skulls just happened to be crystal. Now, who's they? You know, I, I was who's recently. Who's John? Don't skirt that question. Oh, aliens! Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They, I mean, that, that's all they wanted. Well, the only thing missing, I think, besides that, was was at, at some point in the film for Indiana Jones to turn to the camera and say, "And truly, it was a kingdom of, of the crystal, crystal skull." skull. <laughs> I was I was reading online this. Um, I don't even know what you'd call it. Diatribe um, manifesto. Manifesto. <laughs> oh my goodness! By, I was joking. Oh, that's awesome. I, mean, I that's think it kind of is the manifesto by uh, irate, angry white male Star Wars fans. Reddit 
Holy, like, and we will yeah. stand behind this with our minds, hearts, and wallets. Yeah, you know, and take yeah, it yeah. from the the and current you, regime. And it mens- mentions that it's minimized the white male and like yeah, because if anything, if there's anything that's happened in the history of this two country, black people in the universe. So they're like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, yeah. get a little up. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> if there's anything that happens to us white men in this country is we get minimized and forgotten about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, but my, my, I'm not trying there's to make a political time in the past. We can go back in time. We're okay. The future, I don't really want to go check it out because <laughs> it might not be the best place for us. The, I the- kind of want to get together a group and go down to uh, the Mexico border and start protesting. Keep the Wookiees out. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is my this is my galaxy. They're interbreeding <laughs> with our purebred American Bigfoot. That's well, it. that's why that's why we're going to put the Space Force up there so we right. can build a wall around the planet, too. That's right. Well, other than the ice wall that's already there yep. around the, right. our, our flat Earth. Be- beings from Kashyyyk do not belong on this planet. That's true. Uh, t- we uh, were here first. Naboo, no thank you. <laughs> that That's a T-shirt. Naboo, no thank you. That's a T-shirt. You'll find it on T Public soon. Just a, a, a Nabi or whatever with the, the, the red circle with a line across it. Yeah, um, that's like no ma'am on uh, married with children. National organization of men against Amazonian masterdom. Yeah. <laughs> so the point I was making is I read this manifesto by Star Wars fans, and what it feels like is essentially they would love for the last few movies to not be considered canon. Right, right, right. Is there a similar manifesto by? Indiana Jones fans that I, I that don't I want think, I think the Kingdom world, of the Crystal Skulls. I think Skulls. the world felt that way, but unfortunately, Spielberg and the powers that be and Lucas and everyone goes, man, they made a lot of money, and they're making another one. Wait, was Kathleen Kennedy involved in this one, too? Oh, man. Oh. I'll tell you what. You know what I did learn, though, from watching this? Uh, the alien heads were the skulls, and they're magnetic. Who knew? Crystal skulls are magnetic because when they went to Area 51, they just threw a bunch of iron ore into the air and it flew through there or iron ox, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, didn't he like make them empty their bullets or something? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's exactly right. Yeah, and then they're they're cruising through there and they just so happen to see the Ark of the Covenant and everything else is there, you know. Yeah, but but we all know that that was actually they didn't want to tell us the actual location. That was actually Fort Knox. Oh, was that was that a one? Yeah, so it was just yeah, a, yeah. a clever ruse that wait, was it in wasn't fifty one. It wasn't Wright Patterson. <laughs> That's just where they keep the aeronautical technology. You you thought that because you saw the the underground base entryway that that was pointing to there, right Hillside. under under uh, Hangar eighteen, yeah, where exactly. where the the two dead and one live alien. The, sign, the sign that says secret tunnels this way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what we learned from that though? We learned that just like with all these crystal skulls, the true power, the treasure of them isn't the skull itself. It's knowledge. That's what the the tr- the treasure of that movie yeah, was. The power what is inside knowledge. of each and every it's one of us. It's got the power. What power? Yeah, the power of voodoo. 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 You do what? Remind me of the crystal skull. I, I thought the I thought the point of the movie was that the power lies in each and every one of us. No, no, no. That's Captain Planet. Oh, he's our hero. Going to take, take pollution down to zero. zero. Oh, so what the hell is a crystal skull? We're, we're we're yammering on about about movies and stuff. Let's let's tell the folks at home in case you were alive in the eighties and nineties when there was this this fervor for crystal skulls all the time. Mm-hmm. TVs and commercials and documentaries and and books about you know crystal skulls and thirteen of them and they're all going to come save the day. I like to think of them as a Voltron. <laughs> He's yep. 13 skulls. Well, you know, Don't frankly, I'm, I'm getting tired of people knocking that theory when only seven have been found. Like, yeah. let's talk about it once we've got all 13 and nothing well, happens. Hold on, hold on. You say only seven have been found. 
There have been, I don't know, hundreds no, of crystal seven skulls. of the real crystal yeah, skulls. the real no, ones. Gotcha, gotcha, So gotcha. What, it, what is the crystal skull, John? It's a skull made of crystal. There you hey go. Yo. Yeah, it's a human <laughs> skull carved out of white or milky white quartz. Well, there's Show a purple over. one. No. There's a purple one. They claim, and here's the big thing. Here's the one that everyone wants to say. They claim to be pre-Columbian Mesoamerican artifacts by their alleged quote-unquote finders. And that's you an important thing to say. Mesoamerican. <laughs> they're Mayan. If you place a picture side-by-side side of the Hadron Collider and the Aztec calendar, there's an eerie similarity between the two. I thought like 30 episodes ago we cleared him up on the difference between that Mayans and the Aztecs. No, no, he he just likes that clip, I think. Oh, okay. He's trying to, he keeps wanting me to cover up his antenna with a Giorgio Tsoukalos wig. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that'll be a new t-shirt, too. There's another t-shirt! <laughs> oh, man. But people love to come forward with these skulls and say this is ancient pre-Columbian artifact and people like go and look at it and like uh it says Tiffany on the bottom now granted this is expensive but it says built by Chuck 1948 you know <laughs> it looks like you scratched at it though <laughs> I think it also but that's the thing people want to make these out to be more than they are and so allegedly what what these skulls are are created many say by the Mayans yeah. a long long time ago there was 13 of them as Joe referenced originally created I think Brett of the, that, the but... special one like the like the nine the real, rings the real ones like the nine rings in Lord but, of the Rings but here's whatever. the thing the, the real ones there is controversy because it might not be the Mayans because multiple of them were supposedly so that's the other thing no one knows where these things are actually just found like some are Incan yeah the Mayans just found it and said we'll use that well, well and then some have been found in Peru so so they would be Incan, but that's again quote unquote. But you guys, are, you guys are missing because we. They, where did they actually find them? In in you know the basement of some hack, uh, some place called Bazaar Bazaar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we haven't gotten deep into this yet, and there's already a controversy. Uh-oh. And the controversy is assuming there's thirteen. That's what they say. What are the thirteen for? There are two differing opinions on this. Mm. Uh-huh. Now, ancient alien theorists will tell you that they were actually made by aliens. Are you allowed to say that or is that trademarked by nope, uh, every the time, History I'm Channel? I'm supposed to do this every time we send them a quarter. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, don't, don't worry about it. Ancient alien theorists theorize that. that they were... That, thank you. <laughs> that they were created by aliens and each one is a essentially a hard drive for a different planet like, that would support life. Like, think of it this way. Like, when they come together, they go, Earth... Fire, wind, water, heart, heart. Yeah. alcohol. What? No, no, Seabot. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to shut him yes, down? For the I day? don't think he understands. Uh, but so that's one theory, and and they uh, oh, and by the way, there's twelve of them for the, the these other planets. Yeah, the thirteenth is kind of like an encyclopedia that has all of them on. But there. just yeah. like. The Infinity Stones, they wind up on Earth. They wind up on Earth. Yeah. Always. And they were spread across the Earth by the Mayans, because we all know the Mayans went all across the mm-hmm. Earth. Were the Mayans in Australia? Of course they were. Were they in Russia? Yes, they were. That's one theory. The second theory is that nine of them represented, they were different colored and represented the races of man. Mm-hmm. And then the additional four were for animals. Four being one for animals that crawl, one for animals that walk. One for animals that slide, and one for animals that fly. Wow. They do not have any interest in fish. What about animals that prance? That's only John. 
<laughs> that was the rainbow skull, and it actually oh. came a little bit later. <laughs> oh, boy. It, do you guys oh, remember? I, I brought this up at the beginning. Do you remember when we were younger? Commercials were a lot more ooh, paranormal stuff when we were kids. They had Time Life books. You read know, the, the book. Read the book, you know. Mysteries of the Unknown, the Crystal Skulls, I remember the documentary. I remember these things being on, like, Geraldo would talk about these things. And yeah. Hewlett Packard got into the game and, and used them. And Well, that's questionable also. Yeah, they found one inside of Jimmy Hoffa's. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Nope, nope, checks out. That's that's not true. That was empty. Oh. oh. <laughs> we, I, well, no, that's, that's, what, that's, the, that's the cover-up. Geraldo has oh. the skull that was in there. He snatched it. No, no, no. One of the things we're going to talk about later are the unique properties about some of the skulls. One of the skulls has the same, uh, because crystal. Hair is Geraldo? Uh, because quartz has the same, uh, refraction rate as mm-hmm. benzo alcohol. Mm-hmm. If you put the skull inside benzo alcohol, it disappears. Oh, wow. Uh, supposedly. Wow. And so what I'm saying is that it was in Hoffa's Hoffa's vault. His yeah. vault, and it was inside a bunch of benzo alcohol. Yeah, don't we all remember the, the song Homer Simpson wrote for the uh, B-flats? There was nothing in Jimmy Hoffa's vault, <laughs> but it wasn't Geraldo's <laughs> fault. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, and, and just like going back into... Uh, what we're talking about with with the movie King of the Crystal Skull, like they're saying they come together, but their knowledge, each one is knowledge. Each one holds. You're saying they're for the different types of man or different species, but the real thing is human for all intents and purposes. They're hard drives. They're hard drives that are not going to come together until the time of need of man. And then they will come together and to light our darkest hour. No, wait, that's the matrix (laughs) of leadership in, uh, in transformers. So here's a question. Here's a question though, about if they're hard drives that I got the touch. Oh my God. Don't get me started. (laughs) If so in 1981, my dad loves to tell the story. He tells it over and over again. And he bought the second version of a Macintosh computer, and it had a one megabyte hard drive. And his friends all came over to see Stare this ma- this wonder, uh, this marvel of science and said, what are you going to put on a megabyte of hard drive? So now we're rewinding a thousand years was it like one byte? Yeah. Are they, if these are hard drives, what's in there? One one character? You know, it's funny. Like I've got like I, I remember looking at that stuff, and you look at it, and you're like, who would ever fill a gig? Now right. I've got like eight terabytes that just sit because they're full, just full of, of stuff. <laughs> I still have zip and disks laying around in a drawer. And from that college. is the right. um, that is the stuff that you don't want to know, uh, kids <laughs> at home. You don't want to know what is be for the best. is in uh, in let's, any of his hard drives. Sadly, it's not interesting. It's mostly gaming and movies. Let's you know, not but, unlock Brent's vault. Yeah, right. Yeah, but there's other you'll, claims. You'll get lost. <laughs> you know, they, they say they're about hard drives for knowledge. They're made by lost civilization. There's lots of claims that we've talked about. What the hell do they do? What 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 is the the, the miracle? Because there's a variety of miracles. These crystals, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we need to get our chakras aligned and try to figure them out, guys. Hello. I think it's time. That sounds because right. this is chakras. so new agey. Ooh, we you know kind of crazy shit with well, this some stuff. some of it does dive down that path of you know that sort of like mystical properties of of crystal skulls and tea and herbs well, and <laughs> there's a name that we're going to talk about. A lot in the last, in later parts of this. And I'm going to bring her out. Anna Mitchell Hedges. And the Mitchell Hedges skull is probably the most famous skull of all the crystal skulls. And she had some fervent beliefs about what these things did. Yeah. Yeah. What'd she say it would do? Well, not beliefs. Truths. (laughs) Right. Truths. (laughs) 
She said they would cause visions, mm-hmm. cure cancer, cure a bunch of other diseases, and that they even had magical properties that could kill a man. Yeah, and- it turns out if you wield it over your head and smash it down, bastard will die. But she even Bizarre. she even looked into it and saw the eventual assassination of John F. Kennedy. <laughs> Uh, no prove she was lying prove it (laughs) prove it yes seabot here's the shocker here here, here's the big shocker claims that the healing and supernatural powers of the crystal skulls there's no support by the scientific community in fact the scientific community has even looked into them trying to prove these things and the most they got is yeah you could you can dunk it in some alcohol. You don't. I'm a scientist. I don't believe in anything. Put enough alcohol around me, I can't see shit either. So you know, I don't know. Ao. And there's no evidence of any unusual phenomena associated with the skulls that has ever been found, allegedly by allegedly scientists. Yeah. Brent. But then along came the '70s, talking about new age. The 70s come. I say the 70s because these crystal skulls have been around for a long time. And we'll learn uh, later. Since before the Mayans. In the since late 1800s time. and the early 1900s, these things were. <laughs> they came from the yeah. land before time. Yeah. 1800s, 1900s, these things were, were, were big news, big popular news. And the skulls kind of hit new popularity in the 70s because this new age mythology and mysticism came and relics like this were associated with atlantis and they they acquired a canonical number they were exactly 13 that's kind of when this whole real like they put the story together in the 70s and you mentioned earlier that uh these things would only come together when mankind needed them the most to and reawaken we, a new era i firmly believe that they did come together and we weren't made aware of it because the world did not end in 2012 that is true that comes that that makes sense i think yeah. there was evidence long before that i believe they did come together in 1969 when the beatles released uh, the album uh, or the song rather you know, I make a bad joke, and it, it's still kind of humorous, and everybody can play along. No. Actually, Joe, would you like to explain your joke? Mm, I believe it goes without saying. And Well, I, I will I will give one explanation. For those of you listening and didn't realize it, that was freaking hilarious. <laughs> the other thing that these, these New Age thinkers in the 70s loved to do was they took anything that seemed mystical and go, well, that's from the Native Americans. That's Indian. And they glommed a lot of this onto them, too. Remember when you'd go into little um, trinket stores? Like, say, let's say you were on vacation somewhere yeah, in the United States. I was just in Mexico. States, but, I just and- spent a week looking at. It's crystal well, skull. A big, <laughs> a big thing other than it, you, you're talking about mysticism, you're always supposed to buy hematite. Remember yeah. hematite rocks and, oh, and jewelry made yes. with hematite? Uh, because it, it, it contained spiritual psychic powers have, as well. So, you know, my, I, you have your little cup, I do, that you put your wallet and your keys and stuff in, you know, like when you come home. Don't think I don't have a hematite stone in there that's supposed to go in your pocket. I keep forgetting to put it in my pocket. Maybe that's why my life's like shit. Yeah, no wonder your life sucks. Yeah. Mm. I put it in there. Lisa loves me again. (laughs) You put it in there. John and Joe want to hang out with you. (laughs) Brent's the only guy in history to get in trouble for the ring outline in his wallet. And I swear, baby, it's not a condom. It's a rock. I swear. I swear. Baby, sure it is. Want to see my hematite, baby? Sure it is. <laughs> no, so they, 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 they wanted to glom onto these Native Americans, and I was looking for quotes from Native Americans on the skulls, and the best I could come up with was this. It says, a Pueblo spiritual advisor said, and this is a 
quote from a Pueblo His name was spiritual advisor. Hell of a resume builder there, P.S. Like, I mean, I imagine there's shaman on there somewhere, you know. Uh, so he I don't said, think actually shaman's not supported by LinkedIn. You can't choose that. You can only choose Pueblo <laughs> spiritual advisor. Yeah, that, so, that makes sense. Yeah. So he, he's quoted as saying he or she, whoever this was, the crystal skulls are complete depositories of knowledge, and each skull contains a particular specialist area of information, like a living library. Each skull is like one volume and a set of cyclopedias. And the people who will in the future be able to read the crystal skulls will only be able to extract all the knowledge from the skulls once they are all assembled together. Of course, the knowledge that is going to come from the skulls is quite unimaginable to our current minds, but that it is definitely going to come out at a certain time is already foregone. It has been prophesized, but whether we humans then use that knowledge for good or for our own destruction is really down to our preparations. Mm-hmm. <sighs> good I, I, or I, evil, I have that question in my mind every day. I have a problem with the spiritual advisor. His his interpretation of what the crystal skulls are is completely different than Giorgio Sukulos's, and mm. I only listen to to him. It sounds like we need to be the Andromedans. If you listen to our alien races, the Andromedans yes. were they were enlightened and they were light beings and spiritual. And it says that, you know, our current minds aren't available. So we need to, we need to probably go to a higher plane of existence. You know, it's fascinating about what uh, the spiritual advisor said. It's shockingly similar to something that my freshman advisor told me at college. Keep uh, it in your pants. Yeah. Was he also a Native American uh, spiritualist? What part, what I, part was similar? You probably shouldn't be pursuing a degree in computer science. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard in this. That's what I heard. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. So we're going to, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk. Why the hell are these things so popular? Why were they so popular back in the early 1900s? And, why do they seem to be everywhere? All that and more on Hysteria 51. Hola, David and me. I'm a Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, That's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it, so... It's very high on pronunciation, too, so <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they designed it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do, and then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years, and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn, and people, millions and millions of users use it because, like you said, it does seep in, and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition, and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use, like, the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient, and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value, and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. 
I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Now more than ever, it's important to keep your family's garments free from bacteria. Fortunately, the Turbo Extreme Steam handheld steamer kills 99.9% .9 of bacteria on face masks, shoes, coats, and any other garments they may wear when they venture outside the home. It's the most powerful handheld steamer with the turbo setting that quickly smooths away even the toughest of wrinkles. Works great on all kinds of clothes, delicates, shirts, you name it. Heats up fast and gives clothes that professionally press look in minutes. Try it and find out for yourself. Go to conair.com and search Turbo Extreme Steam. Pistol version of that Brent's in Mexico. There's skulls everywhere. He's just walking up to Mexican people, examining their skulls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Are you a star child? What are you, a 16, 16 and a half? <laughs> <laughs> he was the hangman in uh what was yes. it uh uh mel it was a mel brooks yeah, movie uh, <laughs> was it was that uh robin hood men and tights yes yeah, yeah. what are you 16 16 and a half <laughs> <laughs> look I, I didn't even mean it we look up here i got one two three four 
the, bo- the bong. Don't forget the bong. There's five visible skulls to me as I sit right now in here in, in our studio. Not counting your guys' heads. He swears they're plastic. Mm. <laughs> yeah, just don't touch them. He, he swears mul- he, he doesn't use them to forcibly pour a drink down Indiana Jones's throat. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Ah, <laughs> oh, Joe, John, why the hell are these things so popular? At least were. You know, I, I feel like we might be talking to some millennials that go, I don't remember them, but I feel like the other people that are more our age that go, oh man, these were these were all over. So what's the story? What what's the outline of? Well, I know. Should we should around? we call Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, they, they, they contain vodka. Yeah, yeah. Is. I mean, so I, God knows, I want as many as I could get. That's my hands the kingdom on that. I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it turns out trade in fake pre-Columbian artifacts, uh, like like Mayan artifacts and Aztec artifacts, developed during the late 19th century to the extent that in 1886. Smithsonian archaeologist William Henry Holmes wrote an article called The Trade in Spurious Mexican Antiquities. Do you think, did he did he write that entire article just because one night with his buddies, they were like, you can't get an article published with spurious in the title. <laughs> <laughs> the whole article just reads, you open it and it says, this belongs in a museum. <laughs> he wrote the whole article because he had about 1,500 pieces of mexican antiquity at home yeah. he was creating he was creating a false demand so it it's is. funny because this is the time when there was all this fervor over egyptology and all the things they were mm-hmm. finding and they were looking for other ways to to drum up business and they're like man uh just south of america there's a lot of shit just laying around uh let's make it more. and pyramids yeah let's 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 yeah. take that and I, I really think that that plays into a lot of it and the point was and the the thing you said is the trade in fake pre-Columbian, just like at that time, the trade in fake Egyptian artifacts yeah. was huge. And you have all these people with money in the eighteen late 1800s and early 1900s that want to stand out in some way, and that was the way to do it. Are you saying that when I was in Venice Beach and bought the uh, Tutankhamun uh, mask, that that wasn't the actual Tutankhamun Well, he didn't mask? have a goatee. That one was. <laughs> he didn't have a goatee, and he wasn't wearing a billabong shirt. Uh, so, But, you know, yeah, headband, I think it was, actually. Prove it. <laughs> That's true. I have, you know. Museums already acquired skulls earlier. And there was this cat, Eugene Bobin. He was an antiquities dealer who opened a shop in Paris in 1870. And he's kind of associated with this museum collections of crystal skulls. When when you go around the world and, and you find these skulls that are still in displays in museums, he's had his hand in it one way or another. Yeah, a lot of them. Not yeah. Just, yeah. And he was the official archaeologist of the court of Maximilian the first of Mexico. So he was like the, I dub the official archaeologist. Like he was the Henry Jones for them. And he was a member of the French Scientific Commission in Mexico. Why is there a French Scientific Commission in Mexico? Joe, I, I had, I, I went blank there. I'm like, I, I didn't know they even, you know, are they at war? <laughs> I think they're su- studying their soccer tactics. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And here's a kicker. At one time, he held then sold a number of crystal skulls. He's a trusted guy, and he's famous. He's going around and going, listen, I'm the official archaeologist of this, and I'm in that. And a crystal skull originally sold by him now in the British Museum. It's a fake. They found it's a modern That's fake. The one. Is, it, is that the one they actually just call the British, British Museum? Yeah. Skull? And they look at it and they go, well, if yeah. this one's fake and this cat was finding them all right. over, he couldn't, he couldn't go out the door without tripping over one. the rest must be real. That's what they yeah. said, right? So most That's of his... Co- what they always say. Right. Most of his collection, including three crystal skulls, was sold to this ethnographer, Alfonso Pinard, who donated the collection to uh, the museum that is now the Musée de la Home 
in France, and it's a, a large, you know, they have a lot of the skulls and things there. Ethnographer. Yeah. What? what Let's talk about that for a moment. What's an ethnographer? 23 and me. <laughs> That's what they call it now. Ancestry.com. It was the Nazis' really clever way to refer yeah, to what they eugenics? were doing. Is yes. that, is that uh, the, the, the It's just ethnography. Yeah. Uh, that's all we're That's all we're doing here. It's ethnography. Yeah. So it's every for a museum. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to say that the skulls are pre-Columbian. That's the thing. They're pre-Columbian. They're they're pre Some of them are 12,000 years old minimum. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. They want to say it. But none, as I said before, has ever been proved to be not none of the skulls in museum collections that are documented. None of them have ever come from an excavation by they your scientists. Prove, right. They cannot prove that one was ever dug up. They just kind of show up. But this Bowman's going around going, man, we found this. Yeah. We found this. We Really? Can you prove it? What's that over there? You know? So the research carried out on a lot of these skulls at the British Museum in 67, 96, and in 2004, and they showed that the indent lines marking the teeth for these skulls, the, the skulls had no separate jawbones. One of the famous ones has a separate jawbone. That's how uh, you know it's one of the 13. Yeah, it's the Mitchell Hedges skull. Uh, the Mitchell Hedges actually has a working jawbone. Right. It is, I'm not saying at all that I believe, you know, it's some kind of mystical thing, but it is an impressive yes, item yeah. when you look at, like, see videos and stuff of it moving and everything. I mean, it's it's a really cool thing. They, they also they, make really thin cigarettes. Mm, and ones that taste like mint. And, so here's the thing, they found that these other Mitchell skulls... Mitchell Hedges, oh, yeah. Benson yes. Hedges. Oh, well. They were carved using jeweler's equipment or rotary tools that were developed not until the 19th century, making a supposed pre-Columbian uh, origin kind of problem there unless uh a lot of people like to say well we had that technology we lost them. well th- those who believe in the crystal skulls still to this day that believe they were you know uh from antiquity long ago and hell's special powers will tell you you don't understand what type of technology was available right. to earlier civilizations to go ahead and cut these or if they're alien in origin yeah, like you know what kind right. of technology the aliens have. Well, so mean, don't if, if the Egyptians had batteries, I mean I'm sure the Mayans the Baghdad had battery. Rot- rotary tools. They had iPhones. Yeah. Only it was in it, it, back then they called them e phones. <laughs> yeah. Because they were Egyptian. Well, no, they called them iPods. Like my grandpa calls anything that's an electronic an, yeah, iPod. an iPod. Grab your iPad, the hey, pot's about to boil. Brent, what? Type this up on the iPod. Yeah. <laughs> So there's this Journal of Archaeological Sciences, and it published a detailed study by the British Museum on these and the Smithsonian in May of 2008. And they did a lot of research. So they use electron microscope and X-ray crystallography, and they took a team of British American researchers, and they found that the the skull in the British Museum was worked with a harsh abrasive substance, uh, such John's as personality, yeah, such as corundum <laughs> or diamond, and shaped using a rotary disc tool made from some <laughs> suitable metal. So it's it's not like formed overnight by magic thousands and thousands of years ago. And the Smithsonian specimen had been worked with a different abrasive. They figured it was silicon carbon compound, carborundum. Silicon carbide, which is a synthetic substance manufactured using modern industrial techniques. Again, not pre-Columbian. And they only date back to like the 1890s, and it was widely more available in the 20th century. And when they're 
studying the skull, they figure the, it didn't come out until the 1950s. So you say the carborundum wasn't available until the 1890s. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And which right. was definitely what they use, and they they did dating on it, and they figure that it wasn't made until the 1950s. Yeah, that uh, was when Finnegan carborundum wasn't even born until the 1930s. <laughs> Is there a reason that they used carborundum instead of vibranium? Yes, co- big carborundum uh, cornered the market back then. Ah, okay. Yeah, vibranium was still locked up within Wakanda. Yep. No one knew yep. it existed in the Got it. in the fifties. Got it. So we we've told you about them a little bit. We've told you, um, you know, we've cleared poo-poo. everything yeah. up. Let's head the break real quick, and when we come back, let's talk about the famous ones. We we told you about a, this Mitchell Hedges skull and these Smithsonian Benson skulls. Hedges. Let, let's get into them a little bit with more Hysteria Fifty One. I would love for someone to name my like, Oh, that's Joe. You know the guy with the Mitchell Hedges skull. It's about my head. No, they're like five dollars US, and that just seemed outrageous to me. Are they made of tobacco? The real skulls. Oh, no, re- re- real. They were child size, so so I guess it's you know. Yeah, easier, oh, it seemed easier like a little higher. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. Nothing better than dead kid humor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? Uh, uh, what's her name? Sarah um, Michelle Geller. Has, uh, yes, Palin, plain and tall. Yes, no. That that has the uh, the one one of the famous crystal skulls. What's her name? Oh, uh, Anna uh, Mitchell Hedges. Yeah, Mitchell talking. Hedges. Yeah. Do you think we could get her to loan us the skull to take it to well, the Congress hotel? Batting a thousand with the Ouija boards as we are, right. I don't think so. Maybe that was the missing piece. Maybe that's why we couldn't get any activity at the Congress. We we didn't have a crystal skull. Well, why don't you challenge her? You challenge everybody else. Done. Speaking of Anna Mitchell Hedges, she had a skull. And uh, um, according to her, she discovered it in 1924 in an archaeological site that she was going through. Her father was popular British adventurer and popular author F.A. Mitchell Hedges. Sounds like a a really upscale toy store. F.A. Mitchell Hedges. That's where you can get like two-story tall teddy bears. Oh, that's (laughs) F.A. O. Schwartz. It does. It does. He, he's got the right name for an early twenties right. adventurer, oh, for sure. Hey there, son. F. A. Mitchell Hedges here. <laughs> <laughs> what news from Peru? <laughs> Why me some cash? The boys are standing up to those crowds. I tells you. <laughs> In the documentary Brent was referencing earlier, Crystal Skull of Labanton from 1990. That's generally the reason people remember this one so well. She went on and on and on about it and its powers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was then examined and described by Smithsonian researchers as, quote, very nearly a replica of the British Museum skull, almost exactly the same shape, but with more detailed modeling of the eyes and teeth. Yeah, which, now, if you're playing along at home, kids, that one was a fake. You know? But don't forget, this one, it does have that detachable jaw bone. Yeah, yeah, which means someone dropped it and went, shit. <laughs> no. Detachable, another now, word for broken. Now, like you said, she's claimed that she found it buried under a collapsed altar inside a temple in Lubanton. It's a British Honduras. It's now Belize. At that time, it was the British Honduras. Whenever office. I find altars in ancient collapsed mm-hmm. sites and then there is a skull of unknown mm-hmm. origin in it, my first thought is, let's pick it up and see what happens. Now, the thing about it is, is her dad, F.A. Mitchell, Hedges, he loved to write about everything they found. He kept detailed notes on everything. And there is never mentioned 
any alleged discoveries in any of his writings on uh, Lubantin of a skull whatsoever. Which is the airtight evidence that he it's realized true, yeah. how unbelievably unusual and rare this right? thing is. And they, That's they, exactly they wanted right. to get out. They went to others at the time of the excavation and said, hey, did you see Anna pick up a crystal skull? And they're like, yep. I didn't see anything. Anna, wait. Because that's exactly what you would say if you wanted Anna to keep was it there? under wraps. <laughs> <laughs> and according to new evidence presented in a National Geographic document, the skull was purchased at a Sotheby's auction by F.A. Mitchell Hedges in London on October 15th, 1943. He just bought the damn thing. Shortly thereafter, he discussed the purchase in a letter to his brother. They still have this letter. Oops, much less fun story than under an altar uh, somewhere. I like to think it was emitting a tone and producing some sort sure. of blue hue. And she goes, oh, I'll take that and not tell anyone for a little while. Robot. That's a, that is a party. What, what are you saying, man? I did, did you have something to do with that? There is just something about skulls that puts me in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> so what? what is it, John? What, what is this thing when you look at it? Like we keep saying it's a skull. There are, there are some. Skull? In, it does have some interesting characteristics. First, it, it has been proven to be made from a solid block of clear quartz. Yeah, it's it carved wasn't, from one block. Right. Even the lower jaw, is they can prove, it's from that same block. So right. it all came from the same place. Maybe something to talk about here real quick, too. Because it's everyone, you might be thinking at home, if you don't know much about quartz, if you haven't studied your quartz book lately. Which, check out our other show, Geologist Hour. <laughs> We have uh, Shalebot. We have Shalebot as part of that ep- uh, that show. It works out really well. It's not near as funny. Um, <laughs> anyway, the quartz you cannot because there's no carbon molecules in it. You can't carbon date it. Yeah, yeah. One thing they can test usually the trace elements that you've used. Like, oh, they used a diamond to cut this, and there might be pieces in there, and they can kind of date those things. Right. Uh, so it's very hard. Like you're saying, very hard. To and date that's it. why. That's why with this versus other antiquities that have been found, there's so much argument as to how old they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's not like the Egyptian stuff, which is much easier to poo-poo on or or say yay to. Unless a nuclear explosion went off close to it, and then it could be off by 10,000 years. Now, right. this this <laughs> that is true. This skull, as Joe and uh, so loves, is different than the others. It's five inches high seven inches long five inches wide and the jaw is detachable and it moves kind of like a real like a real skull that is different than most of them most of them are just one solid block this one is two like we said made from the same block and in the 70s it came out of the temporary care of this freelance art restorer named uh frank dorland who claimed upon inspecting it they had been carved with total disregard to the natural crystal axis and without the use of metal tools. Which is a fancy way of saying they cut it against the grain. Yeah, yeah. And he reported that being unable to find any telltale scratch marks except for traces of mechanical grinding on the teeth, uh, he thought that it was first probably chiseled into a rough form using diamonds and then finer shaping, uh, grinding and polishing was achieved through the use of sand over a f- period of 150 to 300 years, and he figures it's at least 12,000 years old. And although, you know, tons of claims have been made over the years over its physical properties, uh, he alleged 
it has a constant temperature of 70 degrees. Kind of like it was uh, blessed by an Eskimo shaman, I think is what he's getting at there. I was thinking kind of like he was observing it over the f- course of a few weeks in a room with air conditioning set to 70, 70 degrees. degrees. No, no, no. I'll do it aside. People said that it always has a, uh, yeah. a temp of 70 degrees. Dorland's like, no, it's no different than any other piece of quartz. It's 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 whatever temperature right. it needs to be. Uh, and while he had it, it came uh, to the attention of this writer, Richard Garvin. And he was an advertising guy, and he worked with Hewlett Packard's advertising account. And they're like, "Hey, man, let's uh, let's get a little involved in this and uh, get a little notoriety." And he made arrangements for the skull to be examined at Hewlett Packard's Crystal Laboratories in Santa Clara, California, and they did a bunch of tests on it. Arithmetic, English. It got eight hundred verbal. It's, I think it's because of that detached skull, skull uh, jawbone. Phys ed was a little bit harder yeah, for it. Yeah. If only it was a floating crystal skull. <laughs> the labs determined uh, that it was not a composite. Crystal skull, get your ass up that rope now. <laughs> the labs determined that uh, it was not composite as Dorland had supposed, but it was fashioned from a single crystal of quartz and. No investigation has been made by Packard to determine the method of manufacturing or dating. So they didn't no, really yeah, do Hewlett a lot Packard, with it. Hewlett Packard, as we said, couldn't test it for, for how old it was. Yeah. Traces of mechanical grinding in the teeth noted by Dorland. The other people that the, these researchers, Norman Hammond reported that the holes uh, around the teeth that they were presumed to be for support legs and showed signs of being made by drilling with metal, which also kind of goes against that whole thousands of years old and well, anna mitchell had- I can't agree with that i mean like you could have something that's thousands of years old and somebody in the 60s i want to put a, a cool idea this, yeah. yeah i mean like that i don't believe in it but look, I, look it at, doesn't disprove it look at the sphinx dude True. exactly you all know the sphinx i'd had a it had a cat's face and then the egyptians found it and they go now nah, put a human on that <laughs> Well, and before that, it had the Anunnaki's face. Yeah, true. So it's it's yeah. been evolving. And the reptilian or Anunnaki. It was recarved many, many, many times. Right. Many times. So here's the thing. Animal Hedges has been pretty forthcoming of letting people look at this. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're coming out and going, yeah, this isn't fitting your narrative. So she goes, you know what? I'm going to pull this back and no one else can test this anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to go with what I said, which is, uh, as opposed to science. It, uh, oddly enough, it corresponded right around the time that she realized that her dad had written a letter to her brother saying, I bought this at Sotheby's. And her dad faked his death. Went to medical school and came back as a one Dr. Stephen Greer, because that's kind of his method, too, of uh, no one else can investigate this but me, but go by my method, my my, my, my science. It's true. From a tobacco magnate to ufologist. Yeah. No, um, you guys just aren't picking up on my Benson and Hedges yeah, jokes. Benson and Hodges, not Hedges. It's Hedges. It's, it's Hedges. Really, is it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but I like my cigarettes that i don't smoke under three feet long and wider than two centimeters like it's like all the old lady isn't that the old oh, lady like ones? you like your men yeah yeah you know. so uh, what we're getting at is this is just silly and she just kept coming forward and coming forward and coming forward and people kept poo-pooing on everything she said because it just wasn't true. The one thing, though, is if people talked to her, she would not be told that anything she said about mm-hmm. it was wrong. She was, uh, uh, I don't know what the word would be, um, unmoving, unflinching in her assertions that it cured cancer, that it had all of these powers, and that, uh, I mean, pretty much anything you wanted to do health-wise, it would do for you because it contained this natural spiritual energy. That checks out. That passes my smell test. I mean, why would you want someone double-checking you and making sure you're true when you can just say it and uh, 
make money touring with it because that's what she did from 88 to 90 she toured the freaking world with this thing and letting people come up to it you know it looked like one of those those church service things where people are probably touching it and falling over and you are healed and you are healed and sadly she died on april 11th of 2007 and joe hasn't been able to get in contact with her since we've just thrown a lot answer any of my letters she we threw lots of crappy about boil it down john what Give them the the short and sweet. What what is there about this skull? Uh, well, first, if you want to see it right now, you can just head over to Castle Grayskull, and it's sitting right there. Uh, that's Castle Grayskull, not Castle Crystal Skull. You're easily uh, mistaken. Well, one by of that. the crystal skulls is a smoky crystal, uh, a smoky. Well, they quartz. said it's mil- gray. Uh, you might I, say the the word's milky. I looked it up. Uh, uh, that's a, that's a that's one of those words like moist, like milky. Mm. It's a milky uh, moist skull. <laughs> <laughs> And what, sopping. Anna Ann Mitchell Hedges always said when uh, she would move her hands around it, it sounded like a boot stuck in mud, only wetter. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm David Pumpkins. <laughs> All right, John, boil it down. Uh, Let's so get off this skull. National Geographic, uh, they did a documentary called The Truth Behind the Crystal Skull. Well, thank God. Forensic artist Gloria Noose. This, I love forensic artists because they're the people, you find a skull somewhere, and somehow they can go, this guy looked exactly like this. And when they find it out, it's true. Uh, she performed a, f- a forensic facial reconstruction over a replica of the skull. And according to her, the resulting face had female and European characteristics. As it was hypothesized that the crystal skull was a replica of an actual human skull, the conclusion was that it could not have been created by ancient Americans at all, period. That is assuming that we didn't have space flight or the powers of teleportation time from these Atlanteans at the time. You know, I mean, that uh, you know, that proves I mean, who, do, who, who are you going to believe? National Geographic or Anna Benson Hedges? I'm I talk a lot more about uh, crap about Anna Benson Hedges than I do National Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> I know where my bread and butter lies. <laughs> I don't know. Do you buy any of this for real? Joe, do you buy about this? This skull? Let, let's say this before you say that there's the British Museum skull. There's a Paris skull, the Smithsonian skull. We've we've we've. Dunham, you know what? I bet there's dozens of them in Nicholas Cage's vault somewhere because this seems like the kind of thing that he would have. Uh, all not anymore. Up. Not anymore. They were stolen when he stole when they stole his Action Comics well, number that's one. True, and and uh, and yes. or he found out it was stolen when he had to give back that Tyrannosaurus Rex skull that it turned out to be stolen. I mean, this this sounds like the kind of stuff he would buy. I Just would. This crazy I would buy eccentric it. stuff. Do you buy? What do you think about this? Do you buy any of these as having anything, or, or do you believe that there are ancient skulls out there, or, or all these just crap that people came up with? Well, here's the one thing I'll say uh, in defense of crystal skulls. How could you why say it? Say it. Oftentimes, we, we look at uh, things that we think might be fake, and we say there's no way that they could have done this back in the day. Uh, it's kind of like the uh, we brought up uh, Egypt yeah. earlier. It's kind of like the pyramids. There's no way they could have built the pyramids. Well, actually, they've, they've, it's been proven that it was not easy, but very doable for them. I don't think that the uh, defense that they could not have been carved back in the day mm-hmm. holds a ton of water because I, I think that they had um, 
I think they were pretty clever using the tools that they had and could mm-hmm. do things that maybe we aren't uh, we aren't privy to or, or couldn't. Oh, so they used the power of water and sand and diamonds and, and in different ways were able to carve certain things. You know, uh, I think it, in that topic, we've also lost the ability to to sort of like almost appreciate or recognize how much time people used to be willing to put into shit. Like these people like were yes. Notre Dame Cathedral took like 400 years to yeah. build, not 400, yeah. but like 200. Like they like hundreds of years would be spent on this. It's kind of ego too. It's like, well, your, we can your we can family do it. is going to build this for the next two generations. Yeah. But, but you know, it's kind of ego too. We can do it now, but they couldn't figure things out right. back then. Or like when they go to these 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 places with these monolithic structures and they find holes and things that look like chisel cuts and things like that and they go well they didn't have that they didn't have the wheel well do we know that like because where'd this come from and i know it's easy to go aliens and maybe it was maybe it was but you know it's a it's a huge and maybe they didn't have the tool you're thinking of yes but there are many tools that you're not perhaps thinking of that they could have had or use the forces of nature i loved brent the thing you said earlier about uh over 150 or 200 years it kind of uh, smoothed it out. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. if you're if you are a tribe and you're creating something that is going to be sacred to your tribe, what's what's a hundred years amongst friends to get it looking mm-hmm. the right way? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, but that's where I draw the line on on defending crystal skulls. The actual um, the thirteen that will restore life and balance to the force or whatever yeah. the fuck they were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. Uh, and I think that most of the crystal skulls that have been brought forth. Aren't what they're purported to be. That's I mean, the pro- I think that that is what we were trying to get through in this muddy episode because we were going all over the places. That's not to say that some of these aren't old, like you're saying, but for the most part, it's just people trying to make a buck, make money. Mm. Right. That's exactly right, Joe. Yeah, there's no, there's no uh, mystical power <clears throat> in these skulls. Do you because... think that? Do you think a skull could potentially be that old? Oh, 100 percent. That's where I was going to go is I agree with you. I don't think it's completely ridiculous and crazy to think that some of these ancient civilizations did some something like this. Maybe yeah, for art, what? maybe Skull, for religious Skull seems like something that they would absolutely have been like, yeah, let's make one of those. Well, yeah, you I know? mean, the, the, the Incas and the, the Aztecs, I mean, it's well known. There's tons of, of evidence that there was a lot of uh, skull stuff going on there human sacrifice things like that i do a lot of skull stuff that's yes. not i don't i don't know not that kind hey but the, the one truth here one of the things they had a lot of access to was skulls yeah and, and i mean quartz. what else are you gonna drink and quartz what else are you gonna drink out of right? <laughs> what else are you gonna force feed beverages to indiana jones that's with? true uh that checks hey, out do you want a uh do you want a uh, martini or a kalima there that's exactly <laughs> it joe that's two references to drinking out of skulls can I have one? Yeah, that's why I gave Brent the skull bomb. That's true. That's uh, true. Yeah. It was a co-gift for him and Seabot. Brent, a bitch. I told Brent doesn't let Seabot anywhere near kind of the wall of antiquities. Ah, uh, I see. I see. Or walls or antiquities, like anything, or people. He's worried the holy water's going to fall on him, mm. and it would kind of end. That would end Seabot. Yeah. Yes. So the, the it one burns! other sorry. The, the one other thing I'll <laughs> add to the the conversation, kind of like with John, like. I absolutely don't believe these are some kind of ancient mystical ordeals that have some kind of power. But I think the other piece of it, just like that doesn't mean the the Mayans didn't create them. That's where I was going. Good point. The other piece of it is there are elements like a gigantic individual quartz chunk that got carved, you know, whether it got carved into something or not, that sometimes they have weird properties. Like it happens all the time. Like, 
it might not be quote unquote magnetic. It's doubtful that that's possible based on what we know about magnetism, but like things vibrate strange when right. they're exposed yeah, yeah, to yeah. certain things and we aren't sure why. And I'm sure we'll figure it out at some point, but mm-hmm. science doesn't have every answer. That's the whole point of it's a pursuit of knowledge. Um, so, you know, these things where it's like, well, it's, it's a constant 70 degrees. Well, it sounds like that's probably not true, but also if it was, I don't know, man, that, that could be a property of some kind of Absolutely. unusual rock. There are certainly minerals out there that feel weird to the touch, cool, hot, whatever. Yeah. That's not that odd. Yeah, you're no. you're absolutely right about uh, certain materials having certain properties. But yes, it doesn't mean that the uh, that the devil made it, or that uh, a demon lives inside of it and can speak to me and give me visions. Who has it? <laughs> exactly. Uh, the thing I agree with that, and it's not even that far to say if the, some of these were Mayan or old that they were used in rituals of some sort. Sure, I could see these Mayan people grabbing a skull and doing some chanting and doing things because they used to do that stuff, and visuals were big at that time. So that's not hard they, to. They'd pull a little to, bunny, a little bunny foo Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the flowers are still standing. Uh, the thing is, whether these were found, whether they weren't, whether they are, where they aren't. People started making fakes because maybe there was some real ones, maybe the uh, this or that or the others. Uh, and you got people like you know, I buy that for a dollar. She is purportedly finding this under an altar, and you find out that her father bought it at an auction at Sotheby's. Mm-hmm. That kind of kills your entire story. And when you find something like that, I would. Ignore something like that if she didn't know and it was found out later to be and she was like, oh, you know, I I don't know if I believe that. No, she knew this from the beginning. She made up a story. It's terrible. Yeah. And then it gates everything else. Do I think they have mystical powers? I don't think so. But you know what? I can see that a lot of people probably fought over them. They're they're worth a lot of money. Tiffany's uh, bought and sold some of these back in the day. They were they were things that you remember, like when we've looked at a lot of these things, even like the Winchester, Sarah Winchester and things like the occult was big money. When you were rich in the late 1800s, the occult was the go-to. You're right. And one of the things that we haven't even touched on, or or one of the things that we didn't even touch on in this episode, is how much uh, Hitler was into these things. Right. I mean, they tried to... uh, Oh, not Hitler himself, but one of his henchmen, uh, was it Himmler? Or one of his henchmen. I'm getting that wrong, but one of, you know, one of the, uh, the, the guilty parties, uh, actually owned a crystal skull for a while. Right. Hey, John, I think you misunderstood the bet I tried to make with you. I didn't bet you you could find a way to drop Nazis into every episode. (laughs) (laughs) It might have been Kamler. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, somebody, they really did own one, Joe. I promise. I read it somewhere. What say you, Hysteria Nation? <laughs> I heard it somewhere. How many of you have crystal skulls? How many of you have skulls in your house? Like we're, we're talking about here, we have. <laughs> how many of you like have skulls in your head? How many? Really? How many of you have skulls piled up in yeah. your basement? Yeah, real skulls. No, no. You know, like I, it's kind of one of those things that's permeated Great our job. entire uh, society. And the the crystal ones just happen to be the expensive ones. Who knew? We were in. Uh, you know, the, the shops in Vegas in those places, you know, that they have the oh, crystals and so the, many, so many real crystal skulls, like you said, that are thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, how, the the liquor store. Yeah. More crystal skulls. Whoa, how can they tell us their opinions, John? Get on Hysteria Nation. Just hop on Facebook, search Hysteria Nation. That's our discussion group where we talk about all of this stuff. And even Joe Peck makes an appearance here and there. That's right, or at Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. That's our regular page. And at Twitter at Hysteria51pod. Also, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Patreon.com slash Hysteria51. You can find us there. You can get extra episodes 
weekly audio dramas. You can get stickers, magnets, koozies, t-shirts, pick episodes, be on the show, do lots of stuff, dogs and cats, living together, mass hysteria, nation. Oh, I see what you did there. Mm. And, oh, and Seabot will give you a massage. Oh. I w- would not accept it, though. No, it's pinchy. It's you can, a little pinchy. You can also leave us a voicemail to hear your own voice on this show. The phone number is 773-669-7277. That's 773-669-7277. Little known right. fact is... Uh, all of my audio on the show is all just voicemails I've left that these guys piece together. Yeah, it works. It's the damnedest thing. And we don't have to see them in person. No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. If you forget any of this, any of it, or if you want to shop, get yourself a beautiful, beautiful Stare 51 t-shirt, beach towel, conspiracy bot sock, <laughs> or a whole bunch of pins with one Joe sock. Peck, one sock. <laughs> They're sold separately. It's a, the uh, Anthony Kiedis special. A pecker pin. We we have pecker pins. Oh my god, it's beautiful. Pin yes. is in not yes. so, a writing utensil unless you want to like bloodlet with it. I don't know. Choose your own adventure. Hysteria yeah, I, I don't know where to go there. Dot com. I mean, what, how do we come back from that? Hysteria fifty one dot com is how you come back <laughs> for all you pecker heads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Joe, thanks a lot. You're, you're, I mean, you're coming in force just week after week after week. Full force. <sighs> full, full, full court press. Mm, and sure. what I mean by that is, I open the door to let John in, and he scampers. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like ran around him like the Three Stooges, yeah, and like cheese, just scurried. Cheese it. Cheese <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez> it. <laughs> uh, with that said, I've been Brent. I've been Joe. I've been John. He's been conspiracy, but stay woke, meat sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. (laughs) Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.